Hello Buglers, I'm Andy Zaltzman and today on Top Stories, does anyone remember COVID-19? No, well let's learn a little about that much forgotten piece of history with Hari Kondabolu and Nish Kumar from Bugle 4150 in April 2020, a show entitled Bleach Nevermind. Top Story this week, uh, it's fine, it was all a hoax, uh, everything's absolutely fine, um, <laughs> oh. Not quite. Uh, no news is uh, no good news at the moment. It's still uh, rumbling on here in Britain. Uh, the constantly vomited, gobbled and rechundered diet of context-free statistics, half-arsed pseudo-promises and political obfuscations has rumbled on unabated. We used to have the weekly clap, the celebrity sing-alongs, the stomach-churning sense of grinding pessimism. Not much has uh, changed. Um, Hari and Nisha... Um, we're now, you know, several weeks into this uh, this lockdown process. What 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 have you personally learnt from this era of lockdown? I've learned two major lessons, Andy. One, uh, I can go three days without a shower <laughs> until I pass out from the smell. <laughs> I assumed it would be four days, but no, three. <laughs> Um, I also learned I need to be more active once the lockdown ends, since my life now is about as active as it was before the lockdown. (laughs) I'm going to die. (laughs) Uh, Nish, what what are are your, uh, I think in modern parlance, takeaways from uh, this? um... Couple of of key takeaways. Uh, Firstly, if you leave me in my house... Uh, with a functional coffee machine and no real reason for me to leave the house, I will consume an amount of caffeine that essentially turns it into a hallucinogenic drug. Uh, (laughs) When I was on my seventh cup of espresso intensivo, strength 13 out of 13, by what metric, I have no idea, but in terms of its impact on my blood pressure, I believe it's the Richter scale, I had turned coffee into a drug that was capable of making me hear Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit and see the Pink Floyd hammers. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately there was no way for me to trim it so uh, i ended up shaving the entire thing off and so for about two weeks i looked like the world's worst bollywood leo sayer tribute act (laughs) it was a a horrible look uh the one thing i've learned is that cleaning out your cupboards is not an act of spiritual cleansing so much as a harrowing delve into failure and regret (laughs) andy i've seen the stuff that's at the front of your cupboards (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's like you it's like you, li- you live in a victorian rag and bone shop <laughs> never let um, go how how is your status as um uh, homeschool uh i'm i'm gonna say deputy headmaster andy i've met yeah. your wife she's yeah. eminently the more sensible <laughs> of the two of you although well, that is not yeah. saying much given your output uh, yeah <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's going all right um, so far. We've done um, you know a, a history module on the Body Line series of 1932 <laughs> Um We this week also did an in-depth study of linguistic evolution uh, using the development of the word "how's that" um, <laughs> through the history of cricket and the various uh, adaptations of that uh, that word into things like "howsy" and. Ah. Um, so really studying, understanding how language uh, develops and changes through usage. Uh, next week we're looking at the physics uh, involved in uh, the impact of a round leather-coated object weighing five and a half ounces with a flat wooden object. 
Um, and uh, we're also looking at uh, we've got a biology class on uh, how to uh, cut different types of grass <laughs> to extremely short lengths uh, to <laughs> gradually degrade over a five-day period. So, uh, really, you know, learning my kids are learning an awful lot about the world. Uh, Andy, is there any risk that this admission would lead to your children being taken away? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the, the great thing about um, about lockdown. <laughs> they've, they've, they've got no choice. Uh, Have you taught them anything to... that isn't directly related to cricket? The way I look at the universe, Nish, I don't think there is anything that is not directly related to cricket. So, uh, so no, we did look at uh, a picture by Leonardo da Vinci in a book yesterday, but I reckon if you, if you squint your eyes hard enough, it looks uh, a bit like the... Um, a John Player League match between Gloucestershire and Somerset in 1983. <laughs> uh, masks news now, and, um, well, a lot of questions are going to be asked in the aftermath of, uh, of this, if uh, humanity survives long enough to reach the aftermath of it. Uh, questions such as, how the f*** did it happen? Uh, what the f*** do we do now? How the f*** have I managed to lose two pairs of glasses without leaving the f***ing house? And whilst uh, whilst we know that heeding warnings can make you look a bit square politically, might it be a good idea for humanity to heed some f***ing warnings uh, in the future? And uh, one of the greatest questions, I think, is about the human relationship with the face mask, because the frankly horrifying prospect of the face mask becoming an unavoidable part of life for the foreseeable future uh, is hoving into view around the world. Harry, in, in New York, I think it's already you've, you've got to... You've already got to wear them outside. Is that uh, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Which is sad for people with lip rings and tongue rings because that's now a waste. Right. Uh, yeah. Makes my mustache and beard a non-entity. <laughs> <laughs> which is a bummer since the growth of facial hair is an Indian superpower. Yep. <laughs> Damn Completely right. wasted. It's just another example of this virus being racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also worried about what it's going to be like for comics. Like, if we ever get to perform again, are we all going to have to wear masks on stage? Because then we all look like gimmick acts. You know what I mean? Like, here comes Dr. Laffy. (laughs) Do we not all wear masks anyway, Hari? Oh, Andy. (laughs) It'll be nice for our parents to pretend that we're doctors for once. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yes, he wears a mask. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one prescription of a hot dose of chuckles <laughs> how do you see that the mask the masked future of humanity well i'll go a different way from hurry uh re-performing comedy uh, i don't know uh, how much any of you guys were aware of some of my gigs that were happening uh, quite close to the lockdown but i was planning on returning to doing comedy in full protective equipment anyway <laughs> <laughs> just to sort of dodge the various missiles that are being deployed by members of the audience um listen yeah, stop the, i think stop you the know, bread going in your mouth i guess so, yeah, right? exactly, yeah exactly hey i'm trying to quit carbs andrew <laughs> Got to keep the bread out of my mouth somehow. Um, I think, um, listen, I think if we end up, uh, uh, there's a part of me that would really like us to all wear masks. One, because I spent a lot of time as a child reading comic books and I can pretend that I'm a superhero. And secondly, it'll really be one in the eye for all of the people who have been slagging off women wearing burqas for years. It'll be a real, (laughs) like, nice revenge policy 
for all of the people who have been yelling at burkas. And I include in those uh, people our Prime Minister, uh, who compared women <laughs> who wear uh, burkas to letterboxes. Uh, and I'll never forget where I was when his father uh, said, uh, if I was a female fighter jet pilot, I would expect someone to say, don't wear a burka. And the reason I'll never forget where I was when he said that is because I was sat next to him with my head in my hands as part of Channel 4's election coverage in December. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, can, we're all we're all wearing burkas now. Suck it, <laughs> Boris. If you'd have been wearing a burka, you wouldn't have got ill, you fucking idiot. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of burkas, can I just double down on France? Uh, <laughs> because oh, well, sorry, that plays very well in post Brexit yeah. Britain. <laughs> but it just feels like they've tried to ban burkas, and they had this whole thing where they banned facial covering. Which was just a way to, you know, to f*** with Muslims, right? It was, it was just a way to upset Muslims. And now all of a sudden everyone's wearing masks. So I, I, I find that insulting after all that. Now you think covering your face is a good thing. And secondly, what upsets me more is that they're f***ing hypocrites. <laughs> the only thing worse than bigotry is hypocritical bigotry. <laughs> Die with the hate you have in your heart. <laughs> I mean, it is just Double further, down. Further proof that this virus is uh, really everything Al-Qaeda could ever dream of being, but actually getting some shit done. But there have been very few <laughs> occasions when I thought to myself... Wouldn't this world be better if all we could see of people's facial features were a pair of terrified and or regretful and or resentful eyes? And um, <laughs> the various trial schemes around the world over his history that have been conducted into this have done little to persuade me that it benefits humanity. And is it going to reach the stage where having a, a whole uncovered face becomes like smoking, that people will be bunking off work for five minutes to go to special shelters where they're allowed to have a whole face for a few minutes before... <laughs> putting the mask back on, returning to reality. Well, I think it's going to change what we find sexual, you know? Like, uh, it'll be like, whoa, is that an ankle? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think I just saw some ankle. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed Nish and Hari together, then listen to Bugle issue 4,247 from just now for more up-to-date takes on whatever was going on in the world very recently. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.